Who's a student of the Word? You know, He's just so faithful in our lives. Years ago, I heard something that really even transformed me my understanding because, you know, we quote the Scriptures, we stand on them, we believe them, we get challenged by them, but sometimes we go, is this true? Because we think, you know, God's going to supply all of our needs. He's going to bless us. And go, well, I, I, he supplied my needs, but I don't always see the blessings. And somebody says, you know, there's another type of blessing in your, in your life. And it's not what God has given you. It's what God has not allowed to happen to you. Remember that time you didn't get the flat tire rolling down the street? You don't remember that very well because you didn't get it. All the things that God has spared me from, uh, you know, and he's, and he's held a car together. And I mean, there's just amazing things that he does. So God is always, he's amazing. He is faithful to supply our need as we are faithful to him. Amen. But let's, let's pray as we give to the Lord. Father, this is the, the season of giving. God, it's also the season of events and dinners and parties and extra expenses. God, and I just pray that as we would give into your work, God, whether it's here, Lord, as we would give into the, the Salvation Army buckets, God, as, we, as our hearts are, are increased to give, Lord, we pray that you would uh, bless the ministries and the work. God, I pray that you would help us to make decisions with the, the gifts that you've given us, our finances, and, and make it, help us to sow good seed into the kingdom of God in all the places that you lead us to do. Father, even as opportunities will, will come for missions work this, this year and food banks and things, God, we just pray that you would give us wisdom to sow the seed into the right spot. Now, this morning as we give into the ministry that here at Big Bear Christian Center, we pray that you would establish your work more and more. God, we want to see the kingdom come. We want to see lives changed. God, set on fire for you. So, God, take this uh, offering and do something amazing. God, let those who would count it in the morning just go, wow, God is so good. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All of you have a story and a testimony. Every one of you. If you don't know it, we need to spend some time. We need to spend some time with other believers and help and have them help you understand your testimony. And that's what God has done in your life. And it's just wonderful that we can we can do that here. Brian Taylor, he's back. Hello. But those who don't... <laughs> that was actually quite nice. I didn't expect that. Well, for those who don't know me, like Pastor Rob said, my name is Brian. I was born and raised in this church, actually. This is my church family here. So coming home to this church has been really a blessing to me because I realize every time I come back, this is my home. I'm relaxed here. This is a family I could attach to. Though I'm down in Guatemala for three years as this church's missionary, I come home and I'm refreshed here. This is nice. For the last three years, like I said, I've been in Guatemala. I've been a missionary to a, well, an elementary called Jeremiah Project. It's an after-school program for kids. And it's ran by Nancy and Osue. They're going to be speaking here next week. So I have a little video to show what, what I've been doing for the last few years, the daily event, and the highlights from this last year. That goodbye that you saw there was a bit more meaningful than they realized at the time. My time at the Jeremiah Project is completed. I believe that what God had wanted me to learn and do there is finished. Though that was just the first phase of being a full-time missionary. For the next phase... God reintroduced me to a to an orphanage called the Casa Shalom. Casa Shalom, like I said, it's an orphanage. There's about 106 children that are there. Now, these children are very similar to the ones I worked with at the Jeremiah Project, but with a big difference. They don't really have a family to back them up. Yes, at the Jeremiah Project, there's some kids that only have one father or do have parents, 
But these kids, they're still abused, neglected, and abandoned by their families, and that's why they're in this orphanage. I'm going to be working with them, and I'm looking forward to that opportunity. Now, I have to say, the goal of Casa Shalom is to share God's love with them each day. That's why it's called, well, House of Peace. Three years ago, I was down there with Pastor Rob for my first visit to Guatemala. While we're there, we visit different ministries, and one of them was this, actually, this same orphanage. When I was there, I really wanted to partner with this ministry at the same time, but I wasn't ready. I'm a bit more ready now, and by the grace of God, I was able to reconnect with them last September. I was at the church I was attending there, and I was talking to a random man there, and it turns out that he was actually the leader of the internship there. He invited me to come visit this, this orphanage, and when I visited there, I didn't realize it was the same place I was there three years previously. So it was, it was so refreshing seeing that, seeing the same place, and God orchestrating it at the time I'm about to leave Guatemala. I had no plans to return there previously. But by the grace of God, he showed me this, and the gentleman really, really invited me to be part of this ministry, and I'm now more ready. My Spanish is better. My, my ability to connect these children and teach these children is far more than it was before. So I am now back here in Victor to prepare for my next phase. I'm not just here, well, I'm not returning to stopping a missionary. I'm preparing to return as a full-time missionary to help these children during the next well, six months to a year, I'll be taking some classes of child development classes specifically designed for the abused, abandoned, and neglected children. That'll be nice to do. That'll help a lot when I return there. During this time, I'm also going to be learning under Pastor Rob at this church. I'll be helping out, volunteering. I'll be pursuing my license as a minister and so much more. I'll also, of course, be helping Jesse with the youth group. I'll be teaching an English class at the local Spanish church. There's so much I'll be doing here that I'm going to use with these kids when I go to the orphanage. So, I would really like to thank you as my church who's helped me and backed me and supported me while I've been down in Guatemala for the last three years. Though I'm not done being down there, I will return. So I ask you to continue that when I return there. And, show, and pray for me, support me, because I am this church's missionary branching down there. This is an aspect of what this church is doing there. Without your help, without your support, all the lives that have changed while I was down there would not have happened. So thank you so much, and may God bless you during this time. And have a good holiday, too. Despite some of the possible roots of having a Christmas tree, this Christmas tree means a whole bunch of other things to many people, including myself. Trees like this, now this is, this is fake, so it's, it's safe for it's not a fire hazard. But Christmas trees are green, but they're actually evergreens. Evergreens represent eternal life. When I see a Christmas tree, I see the eternal life that Jesus Christ, by coming into the world, brought me. When I see the lights on the tree, I think that Jesus Christ came to be a light to the world, that he shined a light in the darkness. And so when I see Christmas decorations, and I love Christmas, I mean, I really just, it's a wonderful time of year. It's a time to, to, to do things that are out of, out of the ordinary. Um, we, we, you know, we... My wife and the kids, they bake a lot of cookies. They do things like that. We have a lot of uh, celebrations we do. So I love the holiday. But when I see these things, I have chosen in the past to, to just begin to look at them and say, the green is, is eternal life. The light is the light of Christ. Giving gifts represents giving um, to others, loving one another. Christ gave us the ultimate gift. And so we celebrate Christmas this um, in this church 
by doing a lot of things. And one of the things that we do is talk about the, uh, the four Sundays leading up to Christmas, which is called the Advent. And if you've come from a traditional church, you're familiar with Advent season, and we don't do it any, anything like most other churches. But each week has a theme. And we talked about hope last week. This week we're talking about love. It's one of the themes of the Advent season. Christ's love for us and our love for one another. And I was thinking in, in preparing, you know, Jesus Christ came into a cold world. God sent his only son into the world. And it was dark and cold. It was a dark night where a, a, de- a decent place to stay couldn't be found. We know the Christmas story. And he was placed in a manger. And some of us have the wrong idea of a manger because a manger is a cave. It's not a wooden structure. It was most likely a cave. And if you've ever been in a cave on a cold, dark night, it's even colder and more damp. It wasn't a wonderful place to go. There was rocks laid out, and there was probably a rock that they placed the food in, and they moved the food out, and that's where baby Jesus would be placed in that manger, in that stable, in the cave. So God, the creator of the universe, the Lord of lords, sent his son to be born. And soon after the child's birth, Jesus comes into the world. And soon after, there's a great slaughter in the land where Herod orders the the, the death of the innocents. What a dark and crazy time. Some 40 years later, after the death of Christ, 40 years after the death of Christ, Rome comes in and burns Jerusalem down. And the disciples, Jesus' disciples, they're scattered throughout the whole world. People are martyred for their faith. This is the time in which the birth of the church happened. This is the time that Jesus Christ came into it. It wasn't all fun. It wasn't this wonderful procession. You would think that if the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords was coming, that we would have celebrated in a better fashion. But that's not the case. Pick up any magazine when there's a new prince. I mean, it's been it's been a year, but what, what the prince was born last year, and we're reading it in all the magazines, and they're celebrating the birth of the prince in England. And the Prince of Peace, the soon King of Kings, Jesus Christ, was born into to a world that rejected him. It was a dark, scary, lonely time, and it was a time much like today. Throughout the world, there's darkness and death and war and discouragement, and it's a dark time. And Jesus was given into this world for such a time as this. Throughout the ages, for the last 2,000 years, as the church has struggled to make its way, it has risen up and there's been wonderful revivals and, and, and glorifying of Christ, but then there's been times within the church that were dark times. When the Roman, when the Roman Catholic Church began to sell off favors and things from the, from the cross and dark, dark times have come. But Jesus came for that time as well. Came for the revivals and the difficult times. Kingdoms have risen and fall. Treacheries entered the church. Even today, it's, it doesn't take long before you find a, a pastor who makes a wrong choice and falls into some immorality or, or a church has a split or somebody sells off the church property. Nations divided against themselves over not just religion, but Christianity. The war in Ireland between the Protestants and the Catholic is a dark time for the church. But Christ came into the world for dark times. God's chosen people scattered throughout the world, hunted down and killed. Somehow they gain their territory back, but even today they live day by day under constant threat. This nation, founded on the Judeo-Christian principles, would rise to be an amazing world power and an influence for good all over the world. 
missionaries, this country sends missionaries and help to all parts of the world. And we were raised, we were founded and formed under a Judeo-Christian principle. But some years ago, we began to trade in His ways for self. We began to exchange holiness for greediness and self-sacrifice for self-indulgence. And Jesus Christ came for such a nation. He came for us. Came into the world, was born, lived a life, was rejected during his life, was rejected after his death by so many. 